Happy Saturday, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Crow's Nest. I'm Kelly J. Lewis, and with me is Dr. Kevin Crow. Man, we have a lot of things. We always have so much to talk about, but one of the things that I wanted to get your opinion on, especially this week, um, the Iowa caucuses, the the talk about the Iowa caucus is starting to ramp up now, especially where the Democrats are concerned. And um, I happen to think it's going to be complete insanity um, in Iowa for the Democrats. But what I want to know from you, and 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 just from a historical perspective, why do we care what Iowans think? Well, it's not just Iowans. It is a caucus. It's not. It's not a primary. And so that's the first difference. And I'll give you the, I'll give you the both sides about a caucus: the plus and the negative. Um, and actually, this is this is actually something that's been brought up in the Republican Party in this state. There is a lot of grassroots Republicans who want to who want to move us from a primary to a caucus. And the reason for that is their their reason. I'm not, I'm not going to really take a stand. I'll just mention what it is. With the caucus, you get the people who really care involved. In other words, you got to be there. You got to argue it out. And so, what it does is it makes sure that people have to be informed. That's the plus with the caucus. Now, the negative with the caucus, and again, I'm not taking a side of that. I'm just saying what the plus and the negative. The negative on the caucus is. Um, because you've got to do, be there, because you have to be active and all that, the numbers are smaller. Um, but again, we go back to this, and, it, and, and let, me, let me do kind of two statistics here and kind of show you. So we say, well, that's not democratic. But then it's like what we were, when we were complaining about the local Chickasha race, and there are 20-something thousand people here, and the winner was decided with 200 people. So, you know, that's not a caucus. That's actually, but, but our numbers are not any higher than what a caucus would be. Um, now, having said that, how much does it reflect reality or not? Well, it reflects what people actually who are energized think. But let me give you, let me give you a little number here. You know, in 2014, I ran for U.S. Senate in Oklahoma. Uh, the two people that were that were the top two both spent at least fourteen million, and that didn't include that didn't include dark money. Uh, I spent six thousand. There were seven of us running. I came in middle, way, 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 way behind the top two. Okay. Having said that, and again, I only spent six thousand dollars. I forgot how much Hillary spent in the Iowa caucus. Yeah, I got more Republicans to vote for me in our primary than she did Democrats in the Iowa caucus. I'm not talking about percentage. I'm talking about people. Percentage, nowhere near. But I didn't have hardly anybody. I mean, it was you know, very few people voted for me. But that shows you how few people take um, participate in a caucus. Yeah, and and it's like I said though. One of the interesting things, of course, is that you know the media. However, we want to look at it. I mean, we we all know that we're not getting the whole story from any That's media right. outlet anywhere anywhere. But I noticed before Joe Biden even officially announced that he was running, there was already this push by MSNBC, yes. by NBC, by CBS, by, by Quinnipiac, by all of these different polling places and things like that, who were, who were putting Joe Biden up points 
you know, this tens always happens. Percentage points. This always tens happens. Of percentage and it happens the other ahead. way too. Notice the Democratic primary how many people have been attacked immediately, and they're not coming from Republicans. I mean, it's coming from other Democrats. Coming from inside the House. Immediately. I mean, that happens. But again, with polling data, we can look. You know, people always talk about the shock about Trump winning, and nobody would have seen that. But let's take that out of out of the question for a second, because that's recent, that's on everybody's mind. But if you look back, even when it was Reagan against Dukakis, a couple of weeks before that, they pulled caucus ahead. I mean, Dukakis ahead, which it was nowhere near. You know, it was a blowout. So the polls, you know, very few of them can you trust. And actually, you know, the ones that you can trust are the uh, the gambling sites. Because it's people actually the put odds. money on it. Yeah, it's the, the odds. odds that are the actually odds are always more accurate than the polls. Here's something I've noticed about these polls, and and you can you can tell me if you've noticed this too. Like years ago, when I first started learning about this stuff, you know, like three yeah. points was questionable. Plus or minus three points, three percentage points was questionable on that. You needed you wanted to be within one or two percentage points to to really have credibility. Now it's five and a plus five and a half well, plus or minus and it's like how that's that but you I, can't even, even depend on that I information even, i even question the ones that are within three i don't think they're within three and the reason i say that there's also this they'll do polls and then they'll do polls of likely voters oh which is yeah different. but here's the other thing the most accurate ones which are not always accurate and i'll give you the exception of that but the most accurate generally first of all there's no use even asking if they're not registered voters but even the registered voters doesn't mean they vote what you do is is you look at people that have voted in the let's say the last four elections and i don't mean the last four presidential ones the last four elections now if you get that those people show up having said that which is all which is almost always the most accurate but as we saw in the Oklahoma elections not too long ago, when 788 came up, that was the legalized marijuana, when you had people that have never showed up, who would have never showed up in any of those polls, and it threw everything out. So again, even the best polls can go awry when, when something unforeseen happens. And it's like I said, I just, uh, any of that polling data, I, I just, any, it's like, but it's like I said, back then, three was questionable. Three, That's right. When it was three, it was like, ooh, three. And now it's just like, oh, plus or, plus or minus five and a half. It's like, that's the, the, so basically what you're telling me is you got federal funds to do, to do this or somebody sponsored this survey and that's basically, you're not really taking a stance on the information one way or the other. That's right. So. That's right. Well, and, and again, all the stuff we're talking, when we hit these polls, this would play more into the hands of why a caucus might be better because a caucus, it is going to be, again, we can say, well, it doesn't reflect what people think but it reflects what people who keep up with stuff think well and and so so let's get back to that so joe biden they're like oh he's you know he's just got this you know this huge lead even over bernie sanders even you know and when they were actually talking to members of you know the iowa voters they don't like joe biden no. They don't want Joe Biden. In fact, I really don't know any Democrats who favor Joe Biden. I mean, and I know a lot of, of Democrats across the board. 
And and I haven't found one yet that's just like, oh, Joe Biden, that's great. It's almost like, well, if Joe Biden gets the nomination, I'm obviously going to vote for him, but he doesn't have my vote right now. Well, and I think, and here's the, here's the odd thing, you know, what the Democrats want is somebody who can defeat Trump. Okay, but look at what the, the backers, really what the backers of Biden are saying— what they're coming up with is, gee, which candidate, uh, their their beliefs are different, I want to stress this, but which candidate on paper and everything appears most like Trump? Well, that's the one we'll take because they have the best idea, that's the best chance we have of beating Trump. Well, that's an insane idea. Does uh, that make sense? Ridiculous. But that's, you see, that's but a that's ridiculous really, thing but to say. But that really is what I think they're planning on. Well, I mean, you know, and again, I, this isn't pro-Trump, this is anti-Trump. I'm just talking about their strategy is weird. You know, if they don't like him, then why are they? Why are the ones who, who are so keen on beating him trying to take somebody who's the most like him in, uh, when we talk about demographics? Well, and and here's the thing, and this is this is where Democrats come on now. It, it, it's it's basically that mentality right there of we're we're already starting to shut down the grassroots. We're already starting to shut shut out people like Mayor Pete. And you know, well, even even Warren and Kamala Harris and all those, I mean, and when you it, mention Warren, that makes me think, you know, if the strategy is in their minds, they're thinking, well, look, Trump won, so what we need is we need somebody the most like Trump. Well, here's what, there's something to that argument, but they're missing what, what it is to that argument. They're wanting demographically who's like Trump. What they should look at is look at why people voted for Trump. And there are certain messages, and I know the thing is, if it wasn't Trump saying it, Democrats would be for. Does that make sense? Uh, some of this more populist stances would be popular among Democrats. Well, if that's the case, if you're looking for what is truly popular about Trump and, 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 and trying to find somebody who would, who, would, who would be the most like Trump in that way, then the obvious answers would be people, and, and I know Democrats and Republicans are both going to attack me for saying this, but it's true. Then the ob- obvious answer would be somebody like would be somebody like Warren, because Warren had a populist message, and she had. I mean, her. If you look at what you know, her book that came out that basically showed, look, this squeeze where it's taking two people to you know to to support a family and all this, and and she looks at this. That's a that's a Trump message. I mean, that's basically those populist messages, and 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 she had the, that credibility. But ne- nevertheless, they don't look at her. Does that make sense? I mean, you know, they they look at somebody who demographically looks like Trump, not the message. Well, speaking of demographics, one of the things I noticed about the people that they were interviewing in Iowa and these caucus goers is that all of them were white. They didn't have there, and and but that and that's another thing. You know, these places like South Carolina and Iowa and um, Pennsylvania and different places like that. I mean, the the demographic so, is typically, you know, the, I, I don't see a whole lot of minorities represented in, in, in the participants. And, and I don't know if that's due to kind of voter suppression. I know that minorities well, actually, as a whole don't this, vote. I know that. A lot of this stuff came out. Um, with 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 um, when McGovern ran, 
it goes back that far where the Democrats reorganized what the number of states is because they wanted a certain type of Democrat to win. Having said that, if you want something more reflective, uh, again, people would say, why isn't it somewhere like California? But California is not representative either. The states that would be representative would be like Ohio. Actually, Pennsylvania would be fairly representative. That's of the new one, of, of the first ones, that would be more representative. But Ohio, Pennsylvania. But, but if you look, the ones that everybody focuses on, the first three are, are atypical. Uh, Iowa's atypical. South Carolina is atypical. New Hampshire's atypical. And and but but that's why I wonder why do we as a nation and as wonks why do we put so much um, so much stock and why do we watch these particular ones so close because they're first because yeah, they're like the harbinger because they're like the harbinger of, of kind of of what's to come but but here's another thing too and this is for Republicans and Democrats alike. The Iowa caucus is basically has become the harbinger for who's not going to win. Because right. in, in the past, let's say, I don't know, let's say just this millennium, just, just since 2000. This is both parties, by This the is way. both parties. This is both parties. Um, you know, since 2000, you, you don't really... It's just that that whole Iowa caucus thing. You used to be able to kind of depend on that when when the first time Bill Clinton came around and everything, it was like, oh, he's the up and comer, and you know that's kind of like, oh, well, Iowa said so, so that's probably who it is. Now, since two thousand and everything, it's just like completely a hundred eighty oh, yeah. degrees. When you go back to ninety two. Yep, that's what I think 92. It's mm-hmm. either 92 or 96, but I think this is 92. And look at the Republican primaries. And what happened was that was when Buchanan was running against Bush. And Buchanan did well in Iowa. Buchanan did real well in New Hampshire. And basically, he did the only, the only early one that stopped him was South Carolina. And South Carolina is, is, it's weird because you would think, well, that's more grassroots Republican. It's really not. The, it's the state party controls it. It's very insider. Because mm-hmm. you think of like um, Lindsey Graham. Okay, so it's not what you get out of South Carolina is not the Republican you think you're going to get. Um, and so what happened was, um, you know, but, but even that didn't stop him. People forget because people forget both the Republican Party and the Democratic Party are private organizations, and they can change those rules pretty quickly. And they say, well, that's not fair, but they're private. They're like private clubs. They're not, they're not government entities. And what happened that year was, um, you can look back. I'm sorry, it was, that was when it was 92 when it was Dole. I'm sorry, not, not Bush. I'm sorry, 96. 96, 96 was, I'm sorry. No, was, 96 was Dole. That 96 was Dole. I shouldn't be saying 96, but it was when... Dole against Buchanan. And what happened was, if you look, you know, it was Buchanan was doing well on those early ones, and Dole was faltering. And then you get to where it goes to Kansas, and basically they almost skip that one and kind of almost and award it to, Can, uh, to Dole, Dole because it wasn't for sure how well he would do in his home state. So there's, there's a lot of shenanigans that can go on. But if you're going to, I don't mind, I don't mind how we have a, Oh, okay. I don't like a year-long campaign, but I do like the fact, you know, that we that that everything's not on one day. You know, I do like that. I, I do like it the fact that certain states, you know, vote certain times. I just wish they were more balanced. Like, let's say instead of just having Iowa, let's say you had 
I don't know, maybe Iowa, and then maybe um, maybe Iowa, um, you know, Alabama, and uh, Massachusetts, something like that. Does that make sense? You mix them. That would be better. But that's not the way that they go. There's actually the the parties look at loyalty. They look at things like this. They look at which which states are more loyal to a party, and they decide which states go first. I mean, it's a it's a party machine, and that machine decides. Oh, you don't have to tell me. I supported Bernie Sanders. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, and especially here in, in Oklahoma, I was livid. I was livid when when our when our votes went to Hillary Clinton as opposed to Bernie Sanders. That's right, when he in came the, here, in the last one, he came here. 75 of the 77 counties, and it wasn't just like the two big counties against the other ones. No. Yeah. No, he, he got straight across the board. Yeah, and... It was just so. So I, I realize that these are not government entities, even though they tried. Even though they're they have their nonprofit status. That's right. They're five hundred one c four. Even though know. the state kind of pays for those ballots. Yes, and uh, once you get to the general. And well, so, yeah. and okay. but uh, so that's one. I think that's one of the things that I'm really finding interesting about the Democrats this this time this cycle is that I don't think that. The DNC is really, they're not in a position to really play the favorites at this point because there's so many. And the but, Democrats but haven't the had this is, many. The problem is with the history. Democrats, there's other moneyed interest. Oh, yeah. Um, here's the thing, and I've learned this. The, um, when it comes to the party politics, now I'm a Republican, I'll just come out and say this. The Democrats and Republicans are equally dirty in party politics within the parties. Oh, and the, the only yes. difference, and somebody, you know, somebody would say, "Well, what about when the Democrats did this, or what about when the Republicans did this?" The only difference is they do different types of shenanigans, but they both pull shenanigans. I mean, uh, it, it's like it, it, it's power. I mean, and it's it's something else. Again, I'm not knocking the majority of Democrat voters. I'm not knocking the majority of Republican voters. But most voters don't understand the way power politics works within the party. And, and for that matter, a lot of people don't really understand how powerful lobbying is now. It is. That, that, and and I, I feel like we don't, we don't, I just, I, you know, it, and this is just kind of an indictment of just the Oklahoma public school system at large, is that we don't teach our public school kids any of this stuff i don't know about private schools i don't know about charter schools all i know is that the public schools they don't teach anybody about lobbyists and what they do and and how the government or if works they do, it's, it's very how, um you know positive for the lobbyists it's not it's not a true representation yes, right. of, of of what it actually is it's like oh this is this job, and they try to go and, you know, you don't even hear about anything. I mean, I, I, I would challenge, I mean, we could do this at USA. What's a lobbyist, and what do they do? You could probably take a poll in your yeah. classes and see how many or people. Or who's a lobbyist? Or who? I don't think they, I think they have a definition that lobbyists are bad, blah, 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 but they're not understanding who the lobbyist is. And, and I think that that's something that, and it's not just, you know, college students. I mean, it's everybody. There are so many 
people and voters who 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 are informed voters who still don't get and also how the, what the is inner legal and what is not. That's something else they don't get. And so, and 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 it's hard to talk to people who are considered well informed and who do kind of even understand these other little nuances that are going on, but still don't fully grasp the concept of how it's yeah. how it's really done. Yeah. I guess, you know? And so, um, yeah, I, that's why I wanted to ask you a little bit about the caucuses today and, and why they are, why is it so important? And, and so that's, that answered a lot of questions. Now let's, um, with the few minutes that we have left, I want to shift a little bit to some Oklahoma politics and some different things that have been going on here in the state, because there's, there's almost this weird feeling here in, in like when you're trying to get a hold of your government, um, your representatives here in Oklahoma, it's, there's like a weird Paul over like our Oklahoma capital, I can't put my finger on it. There's some kind of weird something going on in Oklahoma City that nobody's talking about. And it's just, it, you can kind of feel that. I don't know. I, I, and I just, I don't know what it is. I just, I, I don't know. It's just, it's some kind of weird thing going on. So Yeah, that's been going on for a little while. <laughs> Let's see, too. <laughs> but, but, you know, but but here's the thing, too. I mean, how do we... It's it's a lot of it. Like this brings to mind like the Ralph Shorty incident mm -hmm. and how you know these are. This is a very powerful guy, and then just all of this crazy stuff came out. But we didn't really understand it until it was all like out in the open. Well, and the other thing is, a lot of times they're only called out once they've made a vote that the insiders don't want. That's interesting. I mean, I think... Elaborate, please. Well, I think I think in the next few years, we'll see some people that have been doing some stuff for quite a long time. And they may get caught, and they may serve some time, but it's going to be when they vote the wrong way. You, I mean, so... And see, that's, that's ominous when you say that, because it's just like, that really brings home what we were just talking about, you know... Even informed people, and yes. and and to me, me, that's just my ostrich syndrome. That's just like, oh, please say that's not going on here, even though it's right in front of us. Yes, and so it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see how this next um, election cycle not only plays out nationally but plays out here on the on the state level with a lot of uh, a lot of the the craziness that has been going on. Here. Well, and like I said, we've seen people get in trouble for things, and then we've seen people where we know something's going on and nothing happens. So, um, so but how does that? And and I know this is just kind of a kind of a silly question, but how how does that continue to happen? I mean, how, how there's no there's no recourse. There's no. Well, what nothing? gets me? What gets me here is even if something breaks the news. That it's not pursued, and it's not. And if it's not hearsay, um, you know, I'm not going to say too much. But you know, we've had things on open mic. Uh, yes, and, a and very so it's not big like, deal. Well, somebody said. Somebody said. No, no. Here it is. 
And 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 it, and it was reported, and then immediately nothing oh, dropped. We talked about that on on them damn Indians as soon as that story broke. Well, and it, it reminds me, remember nineteen eighty four? Well, we've always been at war with East Asia. I mean, it's like you changed the story. Even it's like no, that never happened. I mean, it's like well, it did happen. I, I remember. Just saw it. Yeah. And 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 here's something else that's crazy. You can't find that footage anywhere. No. That no. footage is gone. That that all of it. And and when we were talking about it, the the whole the whole conversation was was inappropriate for anybody to be having, mm-hmm. let alone state legislators on an on an open mic that they didn't know was hot and, and how this embarrassing. And, and number the thing one. was, when we're talking about these open mic incidents. Is this isn't like you know Reagan talking about bombing the the Russians as a joke on an open mic and didn't know it. This was some pretty serious stuff. I mean, <laughs> very um, alarming stuff. Yes. And so, but that's but and but that was something that we did follow. And, and by the same token, that happens. But by the same token, you know, um, and, and this is bad. Don't get me wrong. But by the same token, we'll have a, um, you know, uh, during the course of a year, we might have five or six or seven even incidences of of criminal behavior of of a similar nature by some teachers. And yet, you know, there's tens of thousands of teachers in this state. And then the rumors go up, well, look at what's happening. Every teacher and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, you know, five, six, seven out of tens of thousands. I'm not saying that shouldn't be pursued, that that shouldn't be top story. What I'm saying is, and then the conclusion is, well, all the teachers are that way. Uh, But yet, when you have a number of legislators, and there's only, you know, a little over 100 of them to begin with, you know, it's a little bit different story, and then that, and then that's suppressed. But then the teacher thing comes up every two weeks. Well, you remember back in December, blah blah blah. Okay, yeah, we remember. Well, <laughs> yeah, but but bringing that up though, it, it's basically this the same thing as saying inappropriate things on a hot mic. It's like you know what these teachers, these these pedophile teachers, these teachers who you know take advantage of their students, groom them, yep, yep. How, what whatever. They they're allowed a lot of times they're allowed to resign. There's no database within the state of Oklahoma or within the fifty states. Unless unless says, quote teachers in general are seen as getting uppity, then we gotta show that they're all perverts. Uh, but 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 here's uh, by the, the way, thing. that was sarcastic. That's not true. Yeah. What I'm saying is when it's reported and continued and continued reported, it's it's not because there's more incidences going on. It's you know Let's 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 shift the heat on them. Does that make sense? Well, and and but these 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 predators are allowed to go from school to school that's right. to school In other words, to school that's right. to school. That's right. Impregnate young girls, take advantage of young men. Um, you know, do whatever they need to do until they get caught and have to resign. And oh, I'll well, resign or, or so or this I doesn't say, go on as, my or as record. I said before, unless they're wanting to shift the topic. In other words. How much reporting is going on a lot of times doesn't have to deal with how much is actually going on as, well, it's time to turn on these. Does that make sense? Instead of just pursuing justice, this is bad, stop this. It's all what, well, we don't like them anymore. Now let's stop them. It's it's when they become unpopular. Well, it's like this. It's like even if if we look at, um, my mind just went blank, Bill Cosby. 
Now, that had been out there forever, but it's only when he became, oh, he said something we don't like. Now let's go after him. By the way, they should have got after him a long time ago. What I'm saying is I'm not saying that they went after him because there was nothing there. There was stuff there, but that was there forever. Yeah, and and that thing broke because some comedian made some innocuous comment about that. And, and he took heat, and, and, then, and then they had to look into it. Yeah. yeah, and so that was just... You know, it, it's it's going to be just like with the school system, just like with the legislators. It's just it's really going to be interesting to see how all of this shakes out in 2020, because I feel like it's it's not just a nation. But as you said, thing. They've already made it a dead issue. They've already made it a dead issue when it came with the legislature. Uh, it can't but, but, be. But it can't a, be, though. But we've talked about this. And this is why this this program, this station needs support. And the reason why is, of, I, I've lived in a lot of places, and I have never seen a more monolithic media, media than in Oklahoma. There's only so many. You know, uh, you can look at who runs them all. And then this isn't a liberal or conservative issue. This is a matter of there's just not that many voices. You know, here I am. The reason I give my time, I'm a conservative. This is a fairly liberal channel, but the reason I donate is, I mean, you know, my time is because this is still a voice. It's, it's an independent voice. It is an independent voice, and it deserves support. All these independent voices deserve support. And it, I mean, this is what we have to do. This is the only answer to this. This is the only thing that will change in Oklahoma. Before you can change the politicians, we need more voices out there. We need more people watching. And what's weird is a lot of these stories that break now tend to break from far left or far right. People who we may find their views repugnant, but they're the only ones willing to go and look into the stuff. And say anything about it. And say anything. So say anything. Yes, indeed. And I appreciate that because, you know, that's that's one of the reasons why we do this show is just to give that example that people who are completely different and diverse can sit down and have a rational conversation. And basically our concerns are the same. That's right. And we just need to figure out how to get there and and encourage our, our peers and our colleagues to to get involved and just wake up. And just pay attention. That's right. So. That's right. Thanks so much for tuning in. That is going to do it for us and this episode. Be sure to catch us back here every Saturday at noon central. And if you miss any of the live episodes, be sure to catch up on our podcast tab from our homepage. For Kevin, for Dr. Kevin Crow, I'm Kelly J. Lewis, and we're out at the Crow's Nest. Have a great day, everyone.